Hello everybody, welcome to Psalm 9. Um, this is another psalm that David wrote to the tune of Death of a Son, uh, a psalm of David to the chief musician. And it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you, and I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne, judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations, you have destroyed the wicked, and you have blotted out their names forever and ever. I want to take, before I read on this section and this passage, and I want to highlight some key things. Number one is David showed that when he praised the Lord, he didn't just praise the Lord with a part of him or a little of him or just once a week on Sunday or just um, a little portion here, a little portion there. He decided and chose with his being to praise the Lord with his whole heart. That's why he could write out of a place of passion and that's why he could write out of a place of just surrender. And I think a lot of times we give ourselves, and I can be guilty of this, we give ourselves half here, half there, half there to so many things and we're not actually surrendering ourselves completely to the things that we know we should be doing. And I want just to highlight here, they shall fall and perish at your presence. Just the Lord's presence alone would cause them to perish. Like, that is amazing. If you think about just the depth of that, the fact that God's presence is so powerful. If we look back in the Old Testament about the Ark of the Covenant and how it was so sought after to have God's glory and his presence and how it caused when they had it to win battles and everything and just how people are always seeking after the Lord's presence and it's, it, it is God's presence that brings healing. It is God's presence that brings us even into repentance. Um, and if you look at the Israelites when they were walking, it was God's glory and his presence that protected them in the wilderness for 40 years. I mean, and we have access to God's presence on a daily basis. That magnitude of power like, like, think about it. The power that could take over an army. And do we as Christians actually think about tapping into that? In complete, utter boldness and surrender. Humbling ourselves and completely surrendering ourselves to the Spirit of God. And knowing that God is on the throne and he is the one judging in righteousness and he will he will and he is rebuking nations now even as we speak we can see God's judgments being poured out and it says here in verse 6 we'll go on or enemy 
destructions are, f are finished forever and you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished. That's crazy. If you think about it. even to remember something, you know, we always, if you notice in our society, we always bring back, oh, in honor of this, in honor of this. We bring back and honor people in the past and we always cherish memories of people, right? We hold on to that. Well, think about this. The Lord has taken in this case and wiped out their memories. All their memories were perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment and he shall judge the world in righteousness and he shall administer judgment for peoples in uprightness. If this doesn't give you a sense of God-fearing and like his sovereignty, wow. It's just, he, he, he will have the last say in the end. He will rule. No matter what happens, God is on the throne. No matter how much darkness wants to come, God is on the throne. Always remember, God is on the throne. If you get anything out of this passage, remember, God is bringing upon judgment and he is on his throne. And the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. So know that if you are going through hard times, if you're feeling like you're in trouble, God is a refuge for you. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So always remember, seek ye first, right? The kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. There's so many times um, the Bible says the word seek. This might be funny, but Cheryl, I want you to actually Google how many times is the word seek found in the Bible. Sure. I actually don't know that. But it is a very powerful word that that is always it comes up continually in the Bible. Seek and you will find. Seek. And it has a very, very significant meaning. There's 79 Bible verses about seeking God. I'll keep looking. You can keep talking. Okay. So, um, it says here, And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So remember, seek the Lord right now while he may be found. And ask the Lord for his presence upon your life. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion Declare his deeds among his peoples. When he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the death, from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. I'm thinking of a lot of those Christians right now that are getting persecuted for the Lord's sake. And a lot of news and other social media areas aren't even covering about the horrific stuff that's happening to Christians all over the world. And this really um, helps me to remember 
that God is in control. No matter what we see going on, God is in control. In the good, in the bad, in the ugly, God is in control and God is on his throne. And there are bad things that happen, but we always have to remember, in the end, Christ's glory and who Christ is will always be revealed in every situation. The whole point is that God is revealing himself to man. And God actually reveals himself through good and bad, but we always want to think that it has to be good things. But if you realize it's actually when the bad things happen, God's glory is really released on a greater scale because then we see the pockets of his grace and the pockets of his glory and his mercy released on a greater scale too. And what um, I want you to see, he does not forget the cry of the humble. And that is huge. There's so many passages in scripture that it calls for us. The state of our hearts to be is so important. And that is important in your time of worship with God to humble yourself before the Lord. And if you don't really know what it means to be humble, if you feel like you struggle with that, you feel like you struggle with pride or you feel like um, you have those things, I would really encourage you to do a Bible study on humility on what the definition of it means, um, of how it means to be teachable. And the more you ask the Lord to reveal humility to you, you'll notice a major transformation happening in your heart. Uh, it says, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise. In the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made. And this is so true. Um, we see this time, time and again. Man causes his own trouble. Uh, he chooses to go against God and his word. God puts order in place. God puts um, laws in place. Not that he, do it's, he doesn't want us to have fun. And it's not that he does... He does um, he's like a joy killer but actually the opposite he wants to protect us he wants to bless us and he wants to pour um he wants to pour out his his spirit over the nations but then the nations they choose to do their own thing they choose to worship their own gods and they choose to continually go their own way and they're wondering why their nations are going down into the pit in a figurative speech and why things are happening and destruction is happening. The Lord is known by judgment. He executes the wicked in, and is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The exception of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let men prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. So remember, we need God and we need his presence in his life. We need his guidance and we need his direction. And it's up to us to pray for our nation. It is up to us to plead for our, our government to stand on God's word and to pray for our leaders in our church mm -hmm. and our uh, different peoples in different areas of authority 
in schools, in our, in our economic systems, and everywhere, that the Lord's will will be established and his government will be established and not the wicked. And so I just really encourage you this week, humble yourself before the Father, seek him with all your heart and his presence, and pray for your nation. You can intercede for your nation, you can pray for your nation, and you can repent of the sins of this nation, and of your region, and of your area. It's up to you to take back your area of where you live. So anyways, be encouraged. And just know that God is in control and God is on his throne and justice will reign. So you guys have a great week, awesome week. Be encouraged and let's just pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you are a God of justice and thank you that you are a God of peace. And thank you, Lord, that you've given your presence to us so that we can know you and know your word. Thank you, Lord, that you've guided us and directed us. And Lord, that we can come into knowing you in a deeper way, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you can guide us and give us direction in our lives, Lord. And that you constantly pour out your mercy and your love toward us, Lord. And you do not forget the poor, Lord. Thank you that you have a heart for the needy. Thank you, Lord, that you have a heart for the poor. Lord, help us to be more like you daily. Help us to want to help others. Give us a heart for others, Lord. Help us not to be selfish and prideful, but help us to also lay things down at your feet, Lord, and that we will put our trust in you, Lord, that we will fear you, Lord, but in the right way, Lord, so that we can honor you and remember that you are sovereign and remember that you are on your throne. In Jesus' precious name, amen.